In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. We continue the class on the description of the Salah, and this is part number five, and this part deals with the opening dua. With the opening dua, we have covered (coughs) the one type of dua in the last class and the question uh, now is are there other types of opening du'as in the salah the answer is yes there are different types of opening du'as and in fact Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah uh, authored a treatise uh, covering the types of dua which is known as uh, dua al-istiftah the opening supplication and <coughs> some of these opening duas are affirmed in the sahihain meaning in al-bukhari and in muslim and others are uh, uh, others appeared also as authentic in the sunan and <coughs> from that which appeared in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Sahih Muslim is the hadith of Abi Huraira is the hadith, is the narration of Abi Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, when he said كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا كبر للصلاة سكدت هنيها when the Prophet used to make the takbir for the salah he used to pause for a while used to pause for a while so I said to him bi'abi anta wa ummi ya rasulallah bi'abi anta wa ummi ya rasulallah may my parents be sacrificed for you O messenger of Allah araita sukutaka bayna takbiri wal qiraati ma taqul concerning your pause between the takbir and the recitation what do you say what do you say in this pause so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said aqulu i say allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayay kama ba'adta bayna al-mashriqi wal اللهم نقني من خطاياي كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم اغسلني من خطاياي بالماء والثلج والبرد So the Prophet ﷺ told him the following dua O Allah separate me from my sins as you have separated far the east and the west O Allah cleanse me of my sins as white clothes as white cloth 
is cleansed from dirt. O Allah, wash me of my sins with water, ice, and snow. So, this is one, another type of dua al-istiftah, dua of supplication for the opening of salah. And as the scholars, may Allah's mercy be upon them, made it clear, it is better to diversify in the du'as one time you do one type another time you do another why? in order to cover the sunan in order to cover the ways of the Prophet والسلام, all of them and also in that there will be ihya'un sunnah revival to the sunnah of the Prophet not only that, but rather this is This brings the presence of the heart Because if the person follows a certain way and sticks to it It becomes like a habit Now, let us go now for the explanation as our Shaykh Rahimahullah the explanation covering this hadith the explanation and the meaning of this hadith meaning this supplication for istiftah opening the salah here as affirmed in this hadith of Abu Hurairah that the Prophet ﷺ used to pause for a short while and it is the keen sense of Abi Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him for knowledge and for seeking knowledge attested to in fact by the Prophet ﷺ himself which drove him to ask as to what the Prophet ﷺ says during this moment of pause. In fact, the attestation to Abi Huraira's seriousness about seeking the knowledge came in the following encounter with the Prophet ﷺ. When the Messenger وسلم, told him once, or when he rather asked the Messenger وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, Man As'adu nasi bi shafa'atik? He asked him, O oh Allah's Messenger, who will be the luckiest person who will gain your intercession? Meaning on the day of resurrection. The Prophet answered, Laqad damantu أَلَّا يَسْأَلَنِي أَحَدٌ عَنْ هَذَا غَيْرُكَ لِمَا أَرَى مِنْ حُرْصِكَ عَلَى الْعِلْمِ The Messenger ﷺ said 
O Abu Hurairah, I have thought that none will ask me about this before you, as I know you, and as I know your longing <coughs> for the learning of hadith. Then he answered him by saying, أَسْعَدُ النَّاسِ بِشَفَاعَةِ مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ He told him, the luckiest person who will have my intercession on the day of resurrection will be the one who said, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ the one who said there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah sincerely from the bottom of his heart. So here, when Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu saw that the Prophet ﷺ paused between takbir and between recitation, knowing that the salah, all of it is remembrance, all of the salah is remembrance whether in action or in saying, he knew that the Prophet ﷺ must be saying something. So he told him, what do you say in this moment of pause? He told him, Allahumma ba'id, O Allah, distance me and separate me from my sins as you have separated the east and west. Here it means that he وسلم, asked Allah to separate him, to distance him from his sins as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distant between the east and west. And this separation between the east and west, when people use this statement, they want to express the great remoteness of two things when they compare them. So people exaggerate when they want to describe the distance between two things. Either they say the distance between the earth and the heavens, or that between the east and the west. And here the Prophet ﷺ invoked Allah, بَاعِدْ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ خَطَايَاءِ O Allah, distance me from my sins. Meaning, distance me, and so that I don't indulge in doing the sins. Not only that, and between me and between the consequences of doing sins meaning the punishment and also in his statement he said O oh Allah cleanse me of my sins as white cloth is cleansed from dirt and this means it tells that he intended the sins which occurred from him sallallahu alayhi wasallam because he said naqini minha purify me as the white cloth or the white thobe is purified of dirt or filth 
it becomes clean, white clean. Mentioning the white because it is the most of the clothes that gets affected rather easily by dirt and filth in contrast with for example the black and that's why during the winter days the black or dark clothes stays longer on the person however the white ones stay for shorter periods it turns dirty easily Then afterwards he وسلم, said in the invocation O Allah Allahumma ghsilni min khatayaya bil ma'i wa thalji wal barad O Allah cleanse me of my sins with snow, water and ice of water, snow and ice So in the first statement seeking distance between himself and the sins so that I don't indulge in sins then if I do then purify me from them and remove their consequences by what? by purification in this case he mentioned the water, the snow and the and the, and the ice what is the occasion of using the snow, the water, and the ice. Knowing that the warm water is more effective in cleaning. The people of knowledge said, Rahimahumullah, they said, it is because the sins, the consequences of sins, lies in punishment in hell. And hellfire is intense in heat. And fit, therefore, the purification of something hot with something cold. So, in the water, there is the cleansing. And in the ice and the snow, there is also, no doubt, there is cleansing. However, the ice and the snow being mentioned here is for cooling. And such an explanation there is no doubt that it has its good merits of standing. This is the meaning of the hadith of Abi Hurairah. Still, however, remains to be asked, does really the Prophet ﷺ commit sins? The answer, let us listen to what the Prophet ﷺ said in the dua. اللهم اغسلني من خطاياي O oh Allah, wash me or cleanse me of my sins cleanse me of my sins so he attributed them to himself and then he said in another hadith in another invocation which came in Sahih Muslim 
Forgive me my, forgive me all my sins, small and great, first and last, open and secret, open and secret. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Muhammad in chapter 47 verse 19, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ In Surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 19 And seek forgiveness for your sin and for the also for the sin of the believing men and the believing women. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al Fatih, chapter forty-eight, verse two. That Allah may forgive you your sins of the past and the future and complete His favor on you and guide you on the straight path. The matter, however, is, and this is the whole matter, is the continuity on the sin or not with respect to the Prophet. The answer there is no continuity. Because the Prophet ﷺ is infallible in this respect. Infallible because he is protected from being, from continuing on sin. Infallible in being protected from continuing on sin and forgiven in contrast to others. who may sin and continue on that and who may not be forgiven. However, with the Prophet ﷺ, it's inevitable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring note to him, notify to him, irrespective of the matter. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala admonished the Prophet ﷺ in Surah At-Tahreem, Verse 166, verse 1. O Prophet, why do you ban for yourself 
that which Allah has made lawful to you, seeking to please your wives, and Allah is of forgiving, most merciful. This is the decisive matter in this issue, with respect to this matter, with respect to this issue, which is a source of dispute amongst people. It remains to be reminded, however, that there are certain sins, and with certainty, and without any doubt, that the Prophet ﷺ is completely protected from indulging in. This includes lying, treason, because if it is said that this is possible with respect to the Prophet ﷺ, then this will constitute censoring and rendering the message reputable or repukable and this would never ever take place similarly he is infallible from committing anything which may affect in a negative way the foundation of worships and also the essence of morality like shirk like despicable character like indulging in zina fornication and or adultery and the like However, with respect to the other minor sins, this is possible, and they are expiated and forgiven, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him, forgave his first and last. The Shaykh rahimahullah said on this, I have mentioned this here, because some of the scholars, rahimahumullah, May Allah's mercy be upon them said that whatever is mentioned concerning the Prophet ﷺ sins, then this refers to the sins of his ummah. Because he is infallible, does not commit any sin whatsoever. And whatever sin he attributed to himself, that means according to their saying, the sins of his ummah and there is no doubt the shaykh added rahimahullah that this saying is has weakness in it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asserted in the verse in surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 19 seek forgiveness for your sin and for the sin of the believers and here there is the letter and the believer and this is an article or a letter of conjugation and conjugation indicates distinction when there is a conjugation between two words there is a distinction in meaning and in fact that the Prophet ﷺ attributing some sins to him 
تسمق in any way stand as something as in completion in his message or in completion in the deen or in his character or something like that or in perfection not at all why because he وسلم, does not continue on that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not approve him on that not only that he is also forgiven and here we mention that many times the person is better after the sin than before it so many times the person sins and indulge or fall in sin then he finds in himself humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before the hands of Allah azza wa jal the most mighty and most majestic and longing for repentance and then he sees his sin fixed before his eyes on the other hand the person may see himself a person may see himself as an obedient person and that he is from the people of obedience and therefore he becomes arrogant and proud and does not return to Allah in repentance and this will corrupt his deen for himself and Allah the most mighty and most majestic is Hakim is all wise he جل, may afflict with the sin so that to correct the condition of a person and Adam السلام, هل حصل لآدم الاجتباء إلا بعد المعصية والتوبة منها Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Taha concerning Adam. Chapter 2 verse 122. ثُمَّ اجْتَبَاهُ رَبُّهُ Then his Lord chose him. Chose him. When? After committing the sin and after he repented then his Lord chose him and turned to him with forgiveness and gave him guidance also examine the situation with those from the companions who stayed behind and did not share in the conquest of the conquest of Tabuk in the battle of Tabuk what happened to them there is no doubt that their state of Iman intensified afterwards and their status raised to higher levels before, higher than the levels they had before and would you imagine that verses being recited until the day of resurrection concerning the affair of these three who stayed behind except for the fact that what occurred to them from Iman and from repentance
Would you imagine this to occur without that? Certainly no. Verses mentioned, recited until the day of resurrection concerning their situation. Because there was an intense change in their situation. So what is important that the man, that the person, person is not infallible concerning sins and errors. However, the prophets والسلام, are infallible in the sense that we have discussed. That is, no continuation on an error or a sin. And that they repent and they must repent. And Allah forgives them. Case. Is it permissible to combine the two opening supplications, doing them at the same time before recitation of the Quran? The answer, no. Because the evidence for this is, in the fact that the Messenger وسلم, answered Abu Hurairah, by teaching him this supplication, not mentioning the previous supplication which we learned earlier, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, indicating that they are not to be combined together. There are other opening supplications and they are long. And these are fit for the night prayer, because the night prayer is long. And or the person may say them if he is praying alone. However, if he is praying in congregation as an imam, then it will be difficult for those praying with him that the imam stays pausing for a long time, bringing forth these supplications. And we know now that the Prophet used this narration of dua while making the congregational prayer himself and therefore he is our best example to follow case can these opening supplications be used in Salat al-Janazah in the funeral prayer answer there is difference of opinion amongst the scholars some of the scholars said they may be used because the funeral prayer is a type of prayer and generally the Prophet ﷺ opened the salah with after takbir with a dua the other opinion is that they are not to be used because salatul janazah is light there is no ruku' no sujood, no tashahud, indicating that the legislator, in this case with respect to Salat al-Janazah, took care of the fact that it is a light prayer, and this opinion is closer, the closest of the two. Then afterwards, after the opening dua, then the believer in the Salah, makes isti'adah seeking refuge in Allah from the shaitan the accursed shaitan and this will be the topic of the next class inshallah ta'ala
والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم